Hi everyone, uh, Dave here. Thanks for coming along to another episode of the podcast, Legends of the Spire. Uh, this week we go back to probably my favourite era um, of watching Chesterfield, which if you've listened to a bunch of the podcast before, you'll know when that is. It's the mid-noughties. Uh, this period, I think, chimes with me most because I was that age when football becomes a really massive part of your life. Uh, there's enough distance from it, with it being Saltgate, to it feel really nostalgic, but also it's still fresh in the memory, so it feels just like yesterday. A lot of those players as well are my kind of age as well, so it feels like we had the same experiences of football growing up, uh, which always makes the chats really fun and interesting. Uh, this week I spoke to Colin Larkin, who was a striker with us in that very much the pressing striker mould that you get quite a lot in football nowadays. He was the archetypal forward to be able to do that, had the energy to run around, uh, close play down and create chances for himself and others. He was a key part of the Chesterfield team in the Carling Cup run. He scored uh, against West Ham and against Charlton uh, and had a really good couple of seasons at Chesterfield before uh, moving on uh, after we'd got relegated um, in that second season when he was with us. He is now doing a bit of football coaching around schools and colleges, so it was really good to have a catch-up with him. And uh, probably my favourite part of the podcast is when he called uh, a certain player that he played alongside a bit of a tit. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. As always, we are at Spy Legends on Twitter and Instagram and Legends of the Spy on Facebook. But I'll stop rambling on and you can get along to the latest episode of the podcast with the one and only Colin Larkin. I was having a look. You're you're born Dundalk. Dundalk, mate, yeah. Which is right, like yeah. halfway between Belfast and Dublin. Is that kind of right? Right bang, in, right bang in the middle, yeah. Right bang in the middle. It's uh, no, so, no, no, so, no, bandit, bandit country, I think, bandit land. <laughs> <laughs> so you you were born uh, a year before me. And actually, you were born oh, wow. on the 27th of April. I'm born on the 30th. So oh, you're right. a year and three days older than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so who were your kind of growing up then? Who were your kind of footballers that you're idolizing and, and stuff um, like that when you were growing up yeah. like 90s wasn't it 90s. yeah so I, I i was you always go back to like the, the 1990s world cup I, for for me that was like the best it was like uh, no world cup has lived up to that hmm. until this year's world cup this year's world cup was just unbelievable but always yeah. kind of like memories is is 1990s world cup ireland had a really good world cup they, they got hmm. the was a quarterfinals last 16 and and ending up uh losing on um was it losing penalties to Italy um or they lost 2-1 to Italy but I remember we 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 beat Spain we beat Romania and like you're like flipping got a chance here you know what I mean Jack Charlton was manager but you know there, there, there was there was players around then and and you know who who kind of oh, I just wanted to play football and you, you look at them there was like like players like Ray Houghton and you know Ronnie Weed and Paul McGrath stuff like that didn't really idolise them. It was more when you start to look at the England team, and I'm looking at Gaza, yeah, yeah. the Tottenham fan as well. Gaza, Gary Lineker scoring goal, and I just thought, yeah, and, and you know that 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 was me, and, and I've always kind of said it was, you know, just how Gaza just lit up when he when when he was on the ball, and that was the type of player I would look at and just thought, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, and it was, you know, that obviously the Premier League and stuff. I know it probably wasn't it was probably Division One then, but then as I went to the Premier League. 
you're looking at all them kind of players and you know it, it was kind of from that 90s World Cup after that I was you know you talk about getting inspired and that it, it just became a dream of mine then after that to just to, to, to be a player and and that's kind of all I wanted to be and yeah, yeah. so I, yeah so I, I, but realistically but if, if I talk about people I, I'd probably have to say me older brother you know hmm. he, was, he was four years older he let me play with him every day you know him and his mates and you know I played with my own mates but when you're playing against like your older brother and all his mates and that and you've got this like kid who's four years younger trying to run around and trying to beat you that, I think that's where that competitive edge came and you know, he never let me win. So, yeah, so there was, there was there was plenty of tears at times as well. But, you know, he went on to be quite a good footballer and he, he played for Ireland, um, the Ireland amateur side and that. So he was, you know, he probably had a chance of going across himself, but I think he'd be uh, the first to say he, he liked a bit of a drink in that. So <laughs> when he was younger, but yeah, so I, I, I kind of always refer back to him and, you know, what, what kind of he, he brought out of me as a kid. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just saying it just because we're kind of a similar age, but it just yeah. seemed like a bit of a golden era to grow up watching football then oh. because I don't know. I don't know if I'd have got into it as much nowadays. I was talking to uh, Scott Loach, Chesterfield's goalkeeper from last season the other day, and he was yeah. saying how like nowadays these footballers are like stratospheric global superstars. Yeah. And although we had like big famous players in the 90s and stuff, that they almost felt like one of us rather than them being these huge big global superstars if you know what i mean absolutely like, like i said the, the, the stars and everyday is they're untouchable and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you just yeah you just like you said you could you, you could watch them and, and just feel like like that could be me you know what i mean and yeah i think a, a lot of them you're related to and you know there was a lot of working class footballers i would mm-hmm. almost class them as if you know what i mean and you know, I, 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 I never came from it and that, you know, we, we struggled as kids and stuff with that and we didn't have much. So football was your outlet or, you know, you went down the wrong path. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of look at like me and I was probably one of, you know, a couple of lads who moved across to, to especially from Dundalk. You know, there was, there was Steve Staunton, you know, he was, he was from Dundalk and played in the Irish setup. And then it was me and Alan O'Hare, believe it or not. Mm. So me, me, me and Alan, um, we 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 knew each other from probably the age of ten years old, probably even a bit younger. Played against each other, moved across, played with each other, moved across different parts, and then we both ended up at Chesterfield. So yeah. it was like a select few of lads who, who actually moved across and you know stuck at it and, and and made a really good you know I believe a good career out of of of, of playing in England. Mm. And and Alan O'Hare came on the podcast ages ago, right, when I started doing it. And he told a very interesting story about Sam Allardyce uh, being in, in complete starkers <laughs> during one kind of uh, interview while he was um, first coming over to this country yeah, and it yeah. being quite an interesting situation. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything similar when you were... Because no, you came not, over to Wolves, didn't you? And you were yeah. kind of a teenager as well, weren't you? Quite young. Yeah, well, I, my first little taste of it was probably the... You know, I, I go back. I was always a centre half growing up. I, I, I played centre half with a bit of like a sweeper role, and then kind of got to a certain age. And especially when we we go to like a, our schoolboys team, which I, I think could here would be like like your county team. Um, so we had a bit of a schoolboys team, Dundalk, and just by chance I ended up going on a left wing once, and did really really well. And I I, I had the pace and all that, and. And all of a sudden, I just went from there to, to there. And then the next thing, I'm, I know I'm, you know, there's, there's scouts asking about me. 
I ended up, I was down at Southampton, um, had a week there, did really, really well. Um, then they invited me back. I was only 15 and, you know, we played, I think it was Bournemouth, which was like the derby, but it was mm-hmm. under 19s. I was 15, <laughs> was never the biggest of lads anyway. So at 15, I was like, talking away like nine and a half stone and <laughs> I felt I didn't do so well. And, you know, I, I never really got called back after that. And you just think, well, it gave me a t- some kids might crumble. I was the other way. I was just kind of right. I've had a taste of it. That's me now. I'm 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 kind of on it. And you know, then I started getting involved with it with the Irish youth setup. And they went to the Mill Cup. Um, had a really good tournament. And before I knew it, I had like scout after scout ringing me dad and knocking on the door. And <laughs> Wolves was the first ones to approach me. And I just thought, yeah, I, I'm going. So I, I went weeks trial. After two days, they wanted to sign me. Um, there was a part of me that was a little bit like, but yeah, I've, I've got like Man United, I've got Celtic, I've got Liverpool. And I'm, I'm and I don't know, it, it just kind of felt right. But at the mm. same time, when I, when I walked in the doors at Wolves and I was like, I, I could spend a whole year doing all these trials and it never comes of it. I thought, oh, I want to be a professional footballer. This is it now. There's a contract in front of me. Sign it. And I did, I, I, I signed it and, and you know, and, I, I, I loved it to be fair. Was mm. and within about two weeks of that, I was I was moving over into England and then <laughs> living in England. So it, was, it, it it pretty much happened that fast. And, and one thing I'm always interested in is what your like Dick's family were like, or who you ended up with. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if we'd be able to. Uh... <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I moved across. Lovely, lovely woman called Rose uh, Rose Reeves. Um, Went and stayed in Hall House at Wolves. Um, she was she was born in Ireland, but she was like raised in Scotland. Mm. Uh, all I can say is she, she liked the tipple. She liked to <laughs> drink every now and then. So you'd be you'd, you'd be sat watching. Um, oh, this is brilliant. Like you just, I ended up getting the, the goalkeeper in me. He was a Welsh lad, Kenny. Um, Kenny uh, Kenny Jones. And we still laugh about it today. Um, you'd be watching Coronation Street. Break would come on. Are you lads? These uh, these won a cup of Rose, go on, you'll have a I'll have a cup of tea, kind of thing. Next of all, she'd go out. You're talking it was three, four minutes. She's coming back in, she's got these tree off like teas and they're like shaking all over the place. It's like <laughs> she she's must have down the bottle of wine in these three minutes. Like she, so she and then she'd sit on the chair, like just like ah, she was like, but yeah, I was absolutely loved that she'd do anything for you, but there was there was just there was just some days like, you know, three in the morning, she'd walk in Kenny's room shouting because her son lived in Spain and she'd like, Mark, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the next room, but my, I'd have a lock on my door. So he'd be like, Rose, go back to bed, go back to bed. It's it's Kenny. And then he'd come into my room. He was like, I'm sleeping with you tonight. You've got to lock <laughs> But listen, she, she was absolutely brilliant. There was just there was just some little stories that, that was really, really funny with stuff like that. But, you know, if, if, if ever we were out after curfew um, whether it be like we went to the cinema you were supposed to be back for nine but we were in for like half nine quarter ten she wouldn't snitch so I'd, and, and there was other yeah. things she would be stripped like one minute past nine to be on the phone to the, to the youth <laughs> manager like yeah let, letting them know like yeah you weren't back in time so yeah she was she she was she was she was really really lovely god bless her so like yeah so sounds like a right yeah, no, there, no, there was, there's been loads of stories my but yeah we probably probably can't say them too many on here <laughs> and you scored on your debut didn't you 
came off the bench versus what Wickham this League Cup. Yeah, League Cup was um, flipping out. I was only watching the goal the other day because I was, you know, I'd, I'd stumbled upon it. Um, I can't remember where I stumbled upon it. I don't know if it was on a, on a, on, a, on a Twitter hmm. um, with Wolves, but yeah, it was just it was one of them things. Just ended up the, yeah, selling selling Robbie Keane. I felt even though I was 17, I was absolutely flying at the time. Um, I came back pre-season, you know, really, really good Nick. Um, throwing him with the first team to train, training regularly, didn't feel out of place, didn't look out of place, um, despite my probably smaller stature than, than a lot of them. Um, and, you know, Colin Lee at the time, he just, I just think on, I think maybe if, if the game was close, I don't know, but I think because I think we were three, maybe two nil down, three, one down at the time. I can't remember which way the game was going. Um, and he just thought, well, nothing to lose really. And, uh, he, he, he popped me on and I just, I just remember like didn't really think anything about it there was no fear just anything I was just okay great like go on here and I remember winning the ball back setting it to the midfield and I went went wide and and you know one of one of my heroes was Andy Sinton because he, he played he played for yeah, Tottenham yeah. he's now out wide with the ball he crosses it to the back post and and I'm volleying it in and the next thing I'm doing is I'm I know we're losing the game but I'm celebrating with you know, my pro who I'm currently cleaning his boots. You know what I mean? I think it's, it was a bit surreal. And then after the game, despite us losing, all the U team lads was outside the change rooms just waiting for me. They were like, they were, they were just genuinely like really buzzing for me and that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's, that's in there with like one of the, the, the my, my best memories of playing, just making debut, scoring it within five minutes. And, you know, I was only 17 at the time, whether I was ready for it or not, you know, it's, it, it came and, you know, things happen for a reason, and you know, I, I, I tried to grasp it. Um, but yeah, it was yeah one of one of one of one of my one of my most favourite memories. Seventeen-year-old Colin Larkin pulling one back ten minutes later with his first ever goal. It's one of the things I'm proud of, like you know, being 17 and, and breaking into the first team because it's 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 like you said, it's it's really one. It's really hard to break in, but as a 17 year old, yeah, amazing. And I suppose now you've got that distance from it, you can look back and see how important something like that is, can't oh, you? In terms of then setting you up for a career in it. Well, it, well, it is all. That's like you said. All of a sudden, you, 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 your your name's out there. Mm. Um, so and, and you kind of then. When you're looking for 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 certain, not I don't want to say moves, but you know the the, the next step, whether it was to, to go out on loan, you can you're almost like people can trust in you and, and you can be reliable because you've had that first team experience and all right, I'll, I'll 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 take this kid for a month. All right, I'll have him for three months. Right, we'll make it a season long loan kind of thing. So that's you know was you know I I had visions of staying in the first team and playing in the first team and you know it it, it didn't kind of materialize then after that I think. Within within a few weeks of that, all of a sudden you've got Adi Akinbai being bought, George and was being bought. You know, you're talking Adi was three and a half million, George was one point five million. Then Michael Branch comes in, who was an established Premier League player, and I think he came in for about eight hundred, nine hundred thousand. So all of a sudden, now you are that seventeen year old again, um, who's yeah. who's doing the pecking order. I still felt like I belong, but you know, it's it, it's, I think. When, when, when you probably look back on it now and you think, yeah, you, you weren't, like you weren't quite, 
you know, developed, but there wasn't a maturity there to, to deal with certain situations and that. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the time you just think, you know, you've got this little bit of a, not so much ego, but there was this little bit of arrogance and stuff like that. We yeah. feel like, that. I, I, you know, I was still in around it. I was, I was still regularly traveling. Um, you know, I, I look at, I look at the, the Premier League and all of it nowadays and they've got flipping seven subs. And I think, that oh, was this in my day. <laughs> you know yeah, we had three subs, so if if you, you know, if you if you didn't make if you didn't make them three subs, yeah, yeah, you were you were like we, we used to call like whatever it's called seven eight man. By the time I got to like Chesterfield, um, yeah, yeah, so I, there was always me and another lad called Shane Shooter, and we would travel with the squad regularly. You might make the bench if you got the bench, you might not play, but a lot of the time we were still traveling with the squad. So at seventeen, it was still amazing experience, hmm. but I just kind of felt still. I kind of, I want to, I want more. I want, I want to be playing. I want to be playing. So, yeah, yeah. And and you did have a season, like I say, at, it was Kidderminster, wasn't it? Yeah. And you yeah. played like a virtually a whole season, didn't you? Like, yeah. Well, I think I think after making the debut, I had the following season, um, I had a chance to go on loan to Clyde up in um, up in Scotland, and I had a bit of a chat with the um, was like the youth development officer, um, Chris Evans. And he, he advised me not to go, um, and I trusted Chris a lot, and he was he was he was brilliant for me. And then I, I turned it down because I kind of thought out of sight, out of mind, kind of thing, especially mm. all the way up there. Yeah. So instead, they ended up um, they signed Adam Proudlock on a month's loan. He played, I think he played five games and scored six goals. And you're like, you know what I mean? Like mm. that that should have been me, and I chose not to do it. So then when it came. I think I can't remember who got injured at the time. Before Adam went to Clyde, I was in front of him. I was next on the you know the pecking order, and he goes up, scores six goals, five games. All of a sudden, they're recalling him back from Clyde, and he's going straight into the first team. Fair play to me. Went on to score. I think it was like probably nine between nine. I think maybe eleven goals, something like that, in that season. So you know, brilliant. But I always think to myself, I can't. That should have been me, really. You know what mm, I mean? And yeah, yeah. you know you. Listen, it was my decision at the end of the day. So I kind of felt like there was a season maybe wasted there where I was trying to still get in the first team, still traveling with the squad, but not quite getting in it. Um, so when the following season came, I thought, I kind of need to just get out and play games now. Um, mm. if, if I'm going to be trusted to be thrown into the first team, I need to go out and prove myself and, you know, get, get you know, double figures of games under my belt and, you know, get some goals and that. And, you know, Jan Mulby um, came to watch a reserve game and, 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 wanted me on loan for a month and then after the month it was again like the three months and then he kept me for the season and again it's up there like it was such an amazing experience um, I think that season we finished it was Kidderminster's um, all time highest um, league position and where, where they finished we just missed out in playoffs last few games kind of like threw it away a little bit and you know I, I played with some amazing players there as well and you know I think in that season, I went from a boy to a man and yeah. did a lot of growing up and eyes were opened up a lot as well. And so, yeah, I was starting to learn me trade a little bit and, you know, hold myself. And, you know, now I'm playing with like, it's not, it was, wasn't reserves anymore. It, 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 it meant more. Um, people were so say those three points mean a lot, people don't they, on a Saturday? Three <laughs> points and, and if you weren't prepared to, to go into battle with them, they were letting you know. And yeah, it, they, they would have you by the throat and stuff like that. And, you know, you know me, I was always, I was a grafter. So, you know, I, I, I chase everything. I, I, you know, I tried to work as hard as I could for every team I, I, I played for. And, 
you know, was appreciated by the lads at the time. And, you know, we played a good system 4-3-3, which I played out wide and that. And, you know, I was I kind of was I, I, I love that kind of role. It was really, really good. And I felt I had a real successful season. So I try and still say to, to, to certain kids that if you ever get the chance to go out and loan, do it. Don't turn mm-hmm. it down. Do it. It's the best experience you, you, you'll ever have. And it'll just give you that motivation then to go then and, and, and you know, go out and chase more first-team games and senior level. Rushton had gone 12 games without defeat, but they were second-best throughout against Kidderminster. Mark Blake made it 2-0 in the 84th minute. Rushton manager Brian Talbot said his team defended poorly and said the third goal was a joke. Judge for yourselves. Straight from the restart, Colin Larkin raced through from halfway. Two goals in eight seconds, surely a record. Do, do you, I was in, I was thinking about this the other day when I when I was thinking about you and how and your kind of playing style because you were your typical forward that would chase everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you would run yourself into the ground in a match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking some players I've spoken to that were playing kind of when I was a teenager, maybe in the modern football, their position and their strengths maybe don't necessarily fit systems that are kind of in football now, but. I was yeah. thinking for you, you'd be like a, a coach's dream nowadays in terms <laughs> of like pressing forwards. Everyone wants a pressing forward nowadays, don't they? You'd be. Yeah, I just I, 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 like you said, I, I, I think I just think I was in the wrong era. Uh, <laughs> now, but it was um, now I played under a lot of wonderful coaches and, and, and a lot of wonderful managers. And, you know, I think each a lot of managers seen, see me in different areas. And, um, you know, I, I always I love playing centre forward. But I think my best position was always wide, mm. which is quite a strange balance. Um, I knew what my best position was, but it wasn't my favourite position. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, again, I was. I think I was lucky. I, I, I knew my strengths and, and, you know, I could play I could play wide right, I could play wide left. Um, I had a decent left four, would never turn down the cross. My left four worked on it a lot. You know, I, I, I played the centre forward. It, it, I played in a 10. As as my career went on, I remember being in Northampton. I played two seasons as a, like an attacking midfielder of three. Mm-hmm. So started slowly <laughs> moving backwards. Um <laughs> and then obviously went to Hartlepool and I was I was like like back like almost like I don't know the first season attacking midfield, but then I gone slowly back into centre forward and up just because of like, you know, I would just chase everything, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of lost causes I would chase them, end up getting a throw in final third. And I, you know, I think a lot of managers appreciated that and you know, and you know, sometimes he didn't get rewarded with with probably the the goals, um. But I I I knew, and I I knew the manager and and my teammates knew what I brought to the team, and you know, kind of more as my career went on, it wasn't so much goals, but they knew from what I brought to the team would create goals, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and like you say, like we've got Joe Quigley up front for Chesterfield at the moment, and he uh. It's quite similar. It's quite a bit taller, um, but he he would uh, he would kind of he does run himself into the ground and maybe doesn't get all the goals that it all deserves. But actually, there's so many goals that we score as a team that it's because of all the running that he does. Yeah, so it's a team game, isn't it? That's how it. Absolutely, you just I think as a coach now, there's lots of like stats out there, and 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 one of the things is 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 like key actions to talk about now. And I just think flipping out, like if all these stats was there in 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 my career, it it, it might have like 
showed me in in, in a much better light. Um, mm. you know, I, I I always felt I was you know, you know, I try and coach the kids, and you know, when you talk about the first man presses, that's it's like a desire inside you. You just got to go and press that ball and try and win it by, knowing that it might not be you that wins the ball, but mm. you might force a bad pass that somebody else now nicks it, square somebody else, and we score from that. And I always think back in my career and I, I was like, yeah, I, I, I thought I did stuff like that really, really well. Well, I forced a lot of errors. You know, I chased a lot of stuff down, might've got a corner, might've got a free mm-hmm. kick, might've got something from it. And we've scored from them. You know, yeah. and, you know, a lot of them don't count as assists, but yeah, they, I think they go a long way to, to, to points on the table. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and I felt I was, um, you know, where I kind of blow my own trumpet. I, I, I don't think anybody matched me kind of for, for that I, I, maybe Wardy when he came in um little jay um yeah, yeah. fantastic little player um slightly different but I, I i felt i had the edge over in terms of like just in, in intensity of graft and that i think he had a little bit of, of of something else so but but yeah i was it's hard you just got to enjoy working hard and enjoy doing that kind of side of the game and i loved it and yeah. you know not many players do and yeah you just sometimes you don't always get your just rewards but if the team gets them, then that's that's flipping all that matters. Mm. If there was a nuisance factor on a top Trump's card, I'm sure you'd rate highly. <laughs> now, can't can't really talk about Mansfield too much, because yeah. <laughs> otherwise yeah. everyone will turn <laughs> off. But it was 125 grand, wasn't it? This is 2002. Yeah. But then there's a lot made out on the thing of oh, he fell out with Carlton Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want well, to tell? Ta- no, yeah. How did you fall out with him? Was it just a footballing thing, or? Yeah, nah, I think it was. A little, yeah, well, loved my time. Like obviously, just but loved my time at Mansfield. Um, yeah, because you had like nearly a hundred games, didn't you? And it was yeah, hundred like games, a, 30, yeah, 30 goals, something like that. In, te- in, te- in terms of, I had such a bad time at injuries, um, and over in my first season, you know, I do my hamstring, which drags on the, pretty much the whole season. I'm, I'm like in for two or three games, hamstring goes again. Um, relegation battle so there's not so much pressure from the manager but you just feel like you know I, I don't feel too bad so you jump in again and you know your game and a half and then your hamstring goes again and you know it, it turned out not to be the hamstring that it, it, it was something it was pretty much the nerve I ended up having like 34 injections and like lower back piriformis and hamstring and mm. ended up going to Lillishaw for five weeks and stuff like that and yeah, the, you're just thinking like, is, is is this injury going to end? But yeah, I think I maybe got labelled a little bit with, I don't know, maybe injury prone and stuff for like that. But it just boiled down to the fact that I was always rushing back too early. And it's not like I a million different injuries. It was always the flipping same injury. So I was, you know, just like you said, just that desire to get back and help my teammates out and whether it was wrong or right. And, you know, you're coming back in and you end up doing well and scoring a goal. So you think, it's a bit tight, but you know that then the next game it goes, and then you're like three, four weeks again, and yeah, but you know the playoff final, like again up up there, but one of the, one of the best, one of the best things I've ever experienced. You know, I I, I scored a winner in in the semi final of, of of penalties. I take the last penalty to get them to the final, and you know I I actually score in the final on the 88 minute, which then gets disallowed. So you're thinking that. That got taken away. Hey, VAR nowadays would it would have given that I think, but um, it was just one of them things. And then the following season, I'm you know I'm I'm talking to Keith Cole about a new two year contract, um, 
you know, we're talking about it. And then all of a sudden this whole issue that, you know, he, he ends up getting sacked and Carlton Palmer walks in the door. So everything again gets thrown up in the air. When Carlton came in, I just felt we weren't his players. Mm. We were key Curran's players straight away. He's getting rid of this player. He's getting rid of that player. That's player, that player. Um, you know, I look at, I think it was me and Wayne Corden. You know, just just randomly, I think we played Notts County at home. No, Notts County away, sorry. We just get told on the morning, you're not coming. You're still going to stay here and do some running. And I, well, well, for what reason? And then it, it was something daft, like, oh, he heard you were like, bad mountain on the Friday saying you were going to see it, you the contracts and just go and stuff like that. I'm like, never once said that. Never once said it. And then it kind of came a little bit to, um, I actually got playing in the team and that. Um, if I go back to, I had appendicitis and I just wasn't fit after Christmas. You know, it, 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 you know, I was out for four weeks and then he's thrown me straight back in the team and I'm trying to say to him, like, I've not been training. I've not done anything. Just I, I need to get fit. He's dragging you off at half time, trying, half trying to make you look bad, stuff like that. And then he's coming to me on Monday and saying, yeah, apologies for taking you off. I just, you know, when I watched the video back, I didn't realise you were this part of the pitch when I thought you should have been over that part of the pitch. So apologies. But then on the Saturday again, he did quite a similar thing. And then he's having a poppy at half light. And it was Grimsby at home we played and it was a ball over the top. And I, I would have got there and next I pulled me quad. So he then tried to make it out that I've kind of like pulled out the tackle with the goalkeeper, but I didn't, I, I pulled me quad. So we went afterwards in the change rooms and he's, he's giving it, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, I'm just sitting, just what, what you're on about kind of thing. So I thought, I'm not having this. So I went up into his office and just basically, we had, we had it out a little bit, just a chat. And I thought everything was sorted. And then mm. I'm driving home and I'm hearing on the radio then that he's, he's saying I'm, I've feigned injury and, that I'd never wear a jersey for Mansfield again. And I'm like, we've just, had a, we've just had a conversation in your office and I thought everything was square. You know, in the meantime, he, he, he tried to sell me to Boston, um, which I toned down. Um, and I felt there was just a little bit of that. He was just trying to get me out the door. Mm. And I was like, well, no, I'm, I've signed a contract here. I'm going to stay loyal to my contract. So, and, and you know, I, I feel I'm, I, I can play in this team and I'll score goals and, I think by Christmas I had about 12 goals. So I was really doing well. And then after that, it was, yeah, just, it just seemed to just go straight downhill. And I just felt I wasn't wanted. Um, and it was, I just knew what was happening. And after that, then there was, I went and seen him again. I was, what's, what? he was like, well, you know, I can't, I can't see you getting back in the team and stuff like that. I, I, I want to concentrate on next season. So that was like my then, okay, so I'm not going to be here next season. Which then, Roy, within about two weeks, when you talk about tapping up now, just got my phone number, rang me and just said, listen, what's the crack? So I told him, he said, any chance you can come through and have a chat? So you're talking, there's still a few weeks left of the season here. So mm. drove through, met Roy, loved him straight away, loved him straight away, loved what he was about, just how he spoke to me. Um, but we had to kind of play it a little bit because I think of my age at the time, I wasn't quite 24. So if, you know, Cart maybe got a sniff of it and thought, oh, hang on a minute, we could offer him a deal here yeah. and force his hand that either he has to sign it or, you know, Chesterfield then have to, you know, pay a fee for him. Um, 
that just goes to the, the show. <laughs> he, he he didn't like he, he, they actually got wind of it in the end. Um, and I was open about it. I'd said he said so. What 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 are you doing next season? And I said well, Chesterfield are interested, and in, you know if it's if it's a case I can go down with someone, I'm I'm going. Um, they were relegated. You know what I mean. So and I I, I felt again it was it was it was a step up. You know rather than going down to league. Oh sorry, yeah, not relegated. It was um, they were in league two. I just felt it was a, again. It was a step up. I'm going back up to League One, um, and, and you know, a lot of it was you know I lived in like Shirebrook at the time, so it was it, it was a really really easy decision. I, I had other clubs after me. I know Keith Cole had gone to Chester City, and he was desperate to sign me. And you know, I, I felt no, I want to I want to try and do the best I can and play as high as I can. And you know, Chesterfield come in, and you know, like I said, when I spoke with Roy, I kind of knew him like. Yeah, I'm, I'm signing here. I'm signing here, and I just didn't want to jeopardize anything like that. And you know, that was it. Then I go through in the summer when when my deal runs out, and and, and I sign my contract with Roy. Mm-hmm. Corner kick for the Spyrites. So they've got some defending to do, and they haven't done that defending. Colin Larkin on the line has turned it in. The Irishman needed no second invitation. Roy McFarland, what a guy. I love Roy McFarland. I think he's probably... We've had a lot of good managers at Chesterfield uh, since I've been sporting him, but I think Roy McFarland's probably still my favourite. Just because I met yeah. him at a, uh, I met him at one of these open days that they used to do at Saltergate once. Yeah. And I kind of went up and said hi to him. And he, he said to me, because I'm six foot five, so I'm quite big myself. <laughs> and he yeah. said to me, oh, you'd be great from throw-ins and corners. <laughs> so I thought, that, that's it. Put that on my... Put that on my CV. I need to put that on my LinkedIn sometime. Yeah. Uh, like the quote from Roy McFarlane. So, yeah. I mean, I imagine he was just like what he what he seems from the outside. It, um, I imagine he's just that guy. Is he? Listen, it, 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 between me and Roy, it was it wasn't all um, you know, it wasn't all roses, and you know, mm. but when I got there, he just became like a bit of a father figure to me, and you know, he 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 just gave me loads of confidence. Um, you know, I would listen, you know, to the radio afterwards some days and he would talk about me like I was this like I've had me coming and had this massive effect on the team and it was positive and you know, just how I how I grafted and stuff like that. And it just like you said, it just my confidence just grew and I was just love just loving playing under him and stuff like that. And you know that that fourth season just I just felt like yeah, there was it just I just felt amazing. Do you, do you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. Kind of felt a little bit invincible. I, yeah, I had a couple of little niggly injuries and stuff with like that, but I just felt every game I went out, I was, I was, I was, you know, I just knew I was going to have a good game, and um, whether it was going to be score a goal or, like you said, just just play a big part in 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 helping the team win, and you know, and he he didn't really put any pressure on the score goals. He just used to say, just just go out and occupy the centre halves, and you know, chase the lost causes, and you know, we get our rewards from that, and. Had a similar little a manager later on in my career, like who expected the same of me, like Mick Wadsworth, and I felt they were quite similar as um, mm-hmm. you know, as managers, and you know, as I felt his management style was really, really good. Um, not so much the second season, but yeah, the the, the, the fourth season, um, yeah, it was just but I just just really loved that fourth season, and you know, the, the caliber of, of players I was playing with as well was ridiculous, and I, I just I just loved it. So and you know, they helped me out a lot as well because I still felt I was still. No, although I was what probably pushing 24, 25 now, you know, 
there was a lot of older experienced lads in there, like Wayne Alice and Paul Hall and that. And, mm. you know, there was just Ruben Hazel. It was just, you know, he just bounced off them. It was just brilliant. You know what I mean? And it was, it was just good to just, you know, play with those lads and, and experience and listen to the stories that they've had from, from when they were younger as well. And, you know, I just loved that change room. I, I said, I walked in all of a sudden, I don't know, hairs there and there's a face straight away. I know from like years and years. And then, I played with Barry um, Roach from the age of 15 with the Irish setup. So mm. it became this like little foursome. There was there was there was us three, and and then you had Aaron Downs as well, who who, who kind of became a little bit of an honorary Irishman as well. So <laughs> um, you know, and Downs he's an is an absolute legend at you know at Chesterfield and mm. you know went on the captain decide and that. And yeah, there was just us little four, and and then there was you know Garrett Davis and and and, and Horsty and all of a sudden we became like a six and you know we were kind of inseparable it was it was brilliant we were all the same age as well of course he was a little bit younger but we were all similar age and it was just a great atmosphere I found in that change room and you know it was a great morale and and, and just just good cohesion in that team there was no there was no toxic if you know what I mean yeah, and yeah it seemed I, like that from the outside as well it, like it, as it, fans you could tell that there was like that mix of youth and experience yeah. that, that kind that, of all seemed to get on Wow. He found a really good blend. He found a really, really good blend, and and then you had you, you had younger lads like like Adam Smith and that who, believe it or not, asked asked to speak to Adam very, 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 very regular. You know, there's you know probably every three weeks, you know, we we, we text and, and and have a phone call. And I look back and I thought that that would have been somebody I would have like probably never been close to, hmm. but here we are, and I'm you know I'm in my forties now, and you know we we still speak to each other. It's, it's 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 really bizarre the people you meet and in your career and and who you end up staying friends with and stuff like that because yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a young lad at the time and you know we we were all trying to help him and you know he's he had some bad times and some bad experiences and that but you know we all tried to get our arms around him and and, and look after him because he was just such a lovely kid and you know unfortunately he was just just probably steered in the wrong way and you know we tried to steer him in the right way and mm. I think we did a good job of it and yeah so. Uh, yeah, massive. Just, it was just, it was just a, just a good, just a good group of lads who, who, who were prepared to fight for each other, like Mark Allen, Derek Niven, great lads. Um, just, yeah, still, still, I speak with Mark every now and then on Facebook, throw him a message and that, and you know that it's, it's just great to see them all doing so well as well. Yeah, and and people forget about that five six season. They'll look at it in the history books and say, oh, they finished sixteenth. Uh, but actually, like up until like March time or something, we were like top seven and we were like we were we were right up there was that the season i think we draw 11 games and it was at 11 games but 11 so, games in a row something like that, was something just, like that yeah but oh, we were seven in february we were seventh and then yeah. it all just it all just uh it fell away a little bit but we were massively over were we overachieving oh, that season yeah. is that well, a right way to describe it because we didn't have talented just, players i get what you're saying I, I, I look at the squad and i say no we mm. weren't um if you probably look at the, maybe the budget compared to, to other teams, then then you could say yeah. Um, you probably look at maybe the the, the strength in, in depth, and um, maybe maybe that's probably well. Um, we, we, we kind of because you're talking now it's the back end of the season, um, without being disrespectful, but we did have some older players who, you know, couldn't turn in you know week in week out who mm-hmm. who couldn't do a Saturday and a Tuesday. And a Saturday and play three week three games in, in, in seven days. Um I do think as well if we had the Caleb falling from the next season, yeah. In that season, I think we're still in and amongst 
amongst it um, come the end of that season because when I got there, I'd, what you used to see in training was ridiculous compared to then the lad you would see on the pitch. The following season, he was able to transfer that from mm. gate from training to games, and I, I was I was so glad that fans got to see that in the end, um, because I think they were probably getting quite frustrated with him that's because they knew we had this player who ticked every single box, but just wasn't doing it in games. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just sometimes you think, is it anxiety? Is it like a I don't know, is there fear there and stuff like that? And I just think the following season, it just kind of just poor. You know, sometimes you just maybe need a couple yeah. of goals at the right time and a run in the team and, and, and form and, you know, just build momentum. But yeah, maybe uh, me being there, you probably couldn't do it because a lot of the time it was it was me and, me and Wayne Allison, me and the Chief who, who, who played and maybe Kayla found himself. And it is hard as a striker, you know, if you're getting 10 minutes here and then you don't maybe not play the next game hmm. and then you start a game and then you play 10 minutes, it, it's hard to then build that kind of momentum and, you know, I remember the following season, I kind of experienced that from the back end of the season. Um, so, so yeah, but yeah, just a, just a great, just a great bunch of lads who, yeah, just ideally it would have been great to, to stop up there. But if, if maybe if we had an extra four or five players who are of good experience as well, you're talking like um, peak age, maybe 26, 27. Yeah, there was without a shadow. I don't, I don't yeah. see why we, 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 we could have been really in there amongst it. I thoroughly enjoyed that season. And yeah. and like you say, that the strikers that season, it was like Wayne Allison, Caleb Folan, you, Mark DeBolla was around that season, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, you're throwing out names like Mark DeBolla as well. Like, yeah, so... <laughs> I think he's in America uh, now, isn't he, Mark DeBolla? Yeah, he's in America, Mark. And uh, um, again, he was probably somebody who who didn't... who didn't, And I obviously knew of Mark before I came and what a top quality player. And Ken probably just didn't... Just wasn't the season for him. Again, you, you, you got to look at, you know, being out of the team, not getting in the team, not building any momentum to, to, to really stamp, you know, your your kind of place in the team. And mm. I've got to look at it from my point of view as, as, as well. Uh, you know, I'm keeping them two lads out of the team. So I'm, I've got to look back at that and think, flipping hell, I was doing well then. Yeah. You know, Roy put a lot of trust in me to, to, to be playing in front of these lads. Mm. Yeah, and people forget about that season. We had uh, Jamie O'Hara and Sammy Klingon on loan yeah. that season yeah. as well. well actually, I, I, played, I played a part in getting Sammy back um, because I knew Sammy had gone alone the season before and became like a real big fan's favourite. Mm. Um, and then spoke with Roy because I knew Sammy from from my Wolves days and that. And, you know, Roy was like um, trying to get Sammy back alone, but he's a little bit, he's not sure. He's, he, he's thinking he wants to go somewhere else. So I ended up bringing Sammy, had a good crack with him in that, and the, the next week he signed and so on. You know, what 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 a player he was, by the way. Um, fantastic player, went on to have a great career then, with, you know, like Norwich and, you know, Forrest and that. And you just think, brilliant. What a nice lad as well. Lovely lad. So, again, just so pleased that he went on to then have, a, have, have, have an amazing career and, you know, didn't dwindle off and stuff like that. Mm. But Jamie O'Hara, wowzers. Again, came in. He, he just seemed to score from all, all over the place. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, it might have been Rotherham away. I, I think I remember him scoring. It was like a little bit of a volley where it just dropped about knee height and he just let it go. And it just goes whoosh, over the keeper like that. And thinking, wow, brilliant that. Like, he was he was such a brilliant player, but he was a bit of a tit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what, what you see, 
what you see now, what you see now on on like what he does on on you know the on on the TV and stuff like that. That 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 was him as a as a seventeen year old. I believe it or not, he, he hasn't changed. A little bit of a tip, rub people up the wrong way and that, but you know he, he did the business on the pitch. So you know you got to hold your hands up and say like you know I'll I'll have you all day long, mate. If if if, if that's what you're going to do for me, yeah. But, yeah. I just I just he he wasn't. It wasn't many people's um, <laughs> best friend. <laughs> Second season, so the 06 07, yeah. uh, we got relegated that season. Uh, yeah, but everyone's forgotten yeah. that because of the League Cup run. <laughs> it was such a strange, bizarre season, wasn't it? Really yeah. Bizarre season. Uh, it was one of them ones where I think relegation crept up on us and that was it. We couldn't get out of it. We we, we just couldn't get out of it. But um, again, I, I look back at that season and I felt I didn't play enough games. Um, mm. You know, obviously, I, I know Wardy, Wardy came in, was it just after Christmas, didn't we buy him for, I don't know, maybe yeah. about 100 odd grand, was it? Um, you know, and I felt it was, from then on, I never quite got a good run in the team. I think Roy started to change a little bit with systems. We would play like a 4-5-1 away from home, go very defensive. But then at home, we play a 4-4-2. Mm. And, and I'd come back in the team. I'm like, well, We've had two away games I haven't played. Now I'm back in the team, and I, you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, Wardy's in, and I, I, I kind of had. It goes back. I had a bit of a falling out with Roy, and it all boiled down to. Um, I'm trying to remember what game it was. But uh, grandparents was over. Mine didn't like, and that's only something like small and bizarre. Um, mine and the little one, and my wife at the time, we went out for something to eat. I think it was on a Friday, it would have been a Friday uh, afternoon, but went into a, a pub for some meal. I ended up having like a lasagna and a jacket potato, which mm. isn't bad for you. I wasn't drinking or anything, but mm. I think it was the fact that, you know, it was probably a licensed premises. Um, but somebody had seen me and, and reported me back to Roy. No, it was actually, it was actually on a Thursday because mm. he called me on the Friday. And I was like, oh yeah, that, but I wasn't drinking or anything like that. So I, and I don't know if he just thought, yeah, you have. And anybody who knew me, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big drinker. Listen, if we went out as lads and stuff like that for a night mm. out, I'd have a drink. But well, apart from that, I wouldn't. You know, I was, I felt I was very professional, and I tried to look after myself. And there's no way I'm going to be sitting in a flipping pub and I told to having a drink, knowing I've got a big game on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Even even if I only thought mm, that's one drink, it it won't it won't harm me. Mm. I remember him pulling me on the Friday after training and, and saying, and I was like. Oh, and I just I took my wife out for something to eat and that that was it. Taught nothing of it. The following game, I can't even remember who it was now at home. I didn't start. He surely put me on and then took me off. Mm. I thought, ooh. And then had a pop at me afterwards about my lifestyle. And I was like, you know, when you're just shocked about it, and I was like mm. taken aback by it that I ended up just sitting there and taking it. Rather than maybe having a little pop back, probably at the time it was probably wrong to have a pop back, um, and I just thought that was it was it was weird um, because prior to that, um, Roy was the same. We we we'd spoke about it a new two year deal. Um, in fact, Grimsby had actually come in and tried to buy me for a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Not if you remember at the time, um, I think. Grimsby were on the up, there were, there were big money in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, Stuart Watkins was the manager at the time who signed me for um, Mansfield. And um, 
the club actually accepted the bid. But Roy was like, listen, I don't want you to go, but the club's accepted it. It's entirely up to you. No, I don't. I definitely don't want to go. Um, they were League Two as well. And I'm like, no, if I was going to leave, it was going to be for someone higher, hmm. not for someone in the same division or someone below. I loved it where I was and I was happy and I was and I was playing well. Well, I felt I was playing well. And, and you know, and then Roy was like, right, well, we kind of need to get you sorted now with a new deal. Um, you know, we'll go and sort it. And then we had a few weeks down the line, then that's happening. And then not long after that, Roy ended up, um, I can't remember if he got sacked or he resigned. Yeah, he got sacked, yeah. And then Lee Richardson came in. But it mm. was, I just thought, strange, because I had I had such respect. And, and, hey, listen, I still do. I, Roy is still there as, like, you know, top three managers I've had. And I, and, and I absolutely loved him. And I was gutted when he left as well. Um, but it was just a bit bizarre kind of thing that he, he, he yeah. just kind of, like, it just turned on me a little bit. And, yeah, I, I don't think I, I kind of got that trust back from him. Um, you know, you know, you try and work hard in your training and, and, and you go in. I think it was the next game we was it Brentford. I'd go and say maybe Brentford. We we try we go all the way down there and it's a bit of a funny story actually. Um he kind of named the team and I knew I wouldn't be starting because it was I thought well we're playing away, four five one. Um so I didn't hear my name and the starting eleven. So I just switched off straight away. I know that sounds bad, but I did. <laughs> so we're going and the lads are getting changed and I'm like taking my top off and I'm about to put my shorts on and Rochi comes over, Barry, and he says, uh, Larks, I don't think you're even on the bench. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah. So I had to shout Dave Thompson. I said, Tomo, am I on the bench? No, 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 no. Oh, fuck. I was embarrassed as hell. <laughs> There's me <laughs> putting a pair of shorts on. <laughs> All the lads looking at each other, nudging each other, going, look at this. <laughs> this flipping into your kind of thing and I thought oh, come on Roy that was a little bit you know you know what I mean so mm. I, I don't know if he was just trying to like prove a point and say you know get yourself sorted I thought well I, I didn't need to you know what I mean I was I was the same me I was still training the same you know one incident where I've gone into a licensed premises 48 hours before a game you know to, to have some food and, and that's that's a, you know it was a probably I look at it, I'll take responsibility for it. I'll hold my hands up and I shouldn't have done, but it just changed after that a little yeah, bit. And I, yeah, it was just considering all all kind of the relationship we'd had up until then. Um, I just felt there was, a, I don't know, it's maybe a bit of a grudge then after that, but no, I don't know grudges. I, I, I loved Roy and like I said, I was good at he left and I didn't want him to leave and yeah, I haven't seen him since. And if, if I was to see him today, I'd, I'd be putting my arms around him and, that and telling them, kind of what he did for me in, in, in those seasons and, and how much he meant to me. Take him for a lasagna somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the pint this time. That. I should have had the flipping pint in the end if I was going to get in trouble. <laughs> how did you find Lee Richardson? Because, um, uh, it's fair to say uh, Marmite amongst everyone that I've spoken to that's... Uh, obviously, I had a long chat with Alan and he really had a... a Huge fallout with uh, Lee Richardson. Yeah, uh, season yeah. after that. Uh, probably that's what sums him up, Marmite. Uh, mm. Good number two. Yeah, he was a good number two. Um, he was good with Roy. I just felt when he went manager, um, and I get it. You you kind of have to go from number two to to being manager, and things have to change. And you know, you go from calling him Richo 
to then gaffer. And I can remember him finding one lad because they called him Richo by accident. I think I might have spoken to that player. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember someone saying, oh, I got really told off for calling him Rico one match. <laughs> I can imagine it would have been a younger lad. Might have been something like Jamie Lowry. I remember oh, yeah, the Man City been. game. I remember the Man City, the Man City game. Uh, after the game, one of the young lads, there were twins, I can't remember their names, in the U team, Joey Barton walked past, said, oh, Joey, can I have your jersey? Joey takes it off, gives it to him. Lee Richardson grabbed it off him and said, you're not getting that. And I just, just small things I can I can remember that. And I think the kid got the jersey back in the end, but I thought, well, like, why, why, like, the kid's asked for the jersey and he's, you know, Joey Barton's given it to him and something he'll remember forever. He, mm. he could have it still to this day up on his wall, you never know, and it nearly got taken away from him. But, um, strange, because at the end of that season, it was me and Paul Hall were the only two that hadn't been offered contracts yet. So when I went in, um, Lee just basically said, listen, I know you'll have teams sniffing around you. Um, and, and, and I know you, you're going to, and I, the last thing I want to do is get into like um, a bit of an auction kind of thing where one team's offering this certain amount of money. And then you're coming back to me and saying, oh, what are you going to offer? Which I found strange because that that's not me. That's not me. Um, I, I would have. I've never. I wasn't about money. Um, hmm. I, I was happy at Chesterfield, and I basically said to them, "Listen, Richard, I'm, I'll, I'll over here. I want to stay here." He was like, "Right, okay, okay." Um, I said, "I don't want to sign anywhere else. I want. I want. I want to be here." Um, okay, right, fine, great, great. Uh, said, "Right, we we we'll get something sorted." He was on holiday, and then I was on holiday. When I come back off holiday. Now we've signed Jack Lester and I'm being told there's nothing for you now. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. I've just told all these clubs I'm not interested. Mm. And now the only team I've got kind of interested is York City in the conference prem. And I'm like, I was I was really I was really, really annoyed with with, with, with Lee. It was it just felt really, really sneaky as if he I don't know, as if he kind of planned. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Listen, you ain't gonna turn down Jack Lester. Let's be honest, and we know what Jack went on to do. And I, it was just, it was just very. This when I talk about it being a rootless, rootless business, um, at times, and you know, if he felt Jack at the time was was a better option. Which let's, if you look at Jack, what he went on to do, yeah, absolutely amazing, absolute Chesterfield legend. Um, you know, playing Jack later on in my career, but um, I, you know, I had a family. You know, I had a wife, I had a, I had a kid at the time, and now all of a sudden I'm in a scrap heap. So yeah, I go from, yeah. from you know, being sorted with a League One side um, to then, or uh, League Two side, because obviously we've, we've been relegated, um, to now scrapping about for a club. Mm. And it was, yeah, there was, it was, there was a lot of, um, a lot of anxious times then. Uh, and then luckily enough, I get a phone call from Northampton. Yeah, you were great, and he's like, "Have you signed anywhere yet?" And I was like, "No, no, no, blagging it. I'm, I'm still speaking to a couple of clubs, kind of thing. <laughs> Can you come down? Yeah, I'll, I'll come down tomorrow. I didn't <laughs> seem too eager. Yeah, I'll come down tomorrow. Went down the next day and signed. Um, and then, and then that was it. But yeah, I was, was very, very disappointed at Lee, and and you know, I was, I was good at that. My, my time at, at Chesterfield had ended because I felt I had so much more to give. 
So mm. I was just starting to like really, really find my feet. And I thought that third season, I was just about to kick on and, you know, just, just set it alight again, really. He's always going to come inside onto his left foot, and they must have forgot about his, that being his strength, West Ham, because they've allowed him to do that. And before we go on from from that, just mention the League Cup because you scored against West Ham and Charlton. Yes, I remember the Charlton one because it was right at the start of the match, wasn't it? It was yeah. like a little little cheeky flick at the from a corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, that whole cup run was just really fun, wasn't it? I think you started maybe three of the four, did you? Yeah, yeah, uh, didn't do the Man City game. So, Mm. see, you go go back to how well you're playing, right? And play the Wolves game. I actually get man of the match against Wolves. I actually then speak to Mick McCarthy about 10 days later because they were actually watching me. I don't have to visit, like, we, we, it was a reserve game um, at the ground, the old ground as well, and it was against Wolves, and he was there in the tunnel, and I might have played, like, late Norian or something, Danny was like, yeah, you know, we're, we're kind of watching you at the minute, and I was like, oh, wow, kind of thing, you know what I mean, and I think I ended up getting, like, a little bit of a niggle somewhere, um, but managed to get back onto the bench for the Man City game. When you talk about form and stuff like that, all of a sudden, I've, I've got Wolves watching me now. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think that's that's how well I'm doing, and then you compare it to the end of the season, and I'm I'm potentially signing for York City in in, in the Conference Prem, and it's, it, when you talk about Crazy how, guys, how long yeah. a, how long a season can be sometimes, and what what can mm. drastically change over, it's amazing. But yeah, it's just you know I played a Wolves game, we, you know I think it was nil nil, and we win in penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get man of the match in that game, and then we play Man City. And I get on the bench. I can remember being, I had a niggle or something, but I get on the bench. I don't play any minutes. I was disappointed, but, you know, I was buzzing for the lads and, you know, and Nibble scores an absolute worldly goal, by the way. Don't you? You just think like, if you're ever going to score a goal, it's that, isn't it? Against Man City as well. And, you know, he's wheeling off and stuff without celebrating. And, you know, we all are. But I think it was later on in the night and I'm a little bit like, I didn't play any part. And I felt like, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't, it, it, achieved that and oh it was probably like yeah you gotta get back in the team Kenny you gotta yeah this like you know now we've got West Ham and you know I managed to get back in the team against West Ham and you know that's live on Sky mm-hmm. um the, the the place is absolutely packed out and I just I remember the goal still uh, that like right now I still get the goosebumps and you know Caleb cuts back in on his left foot and if you watch the footage as he bends it I'm already celebrating. I've got my hands in the air, but there's a part of me that's still like, I've got to follow this in because it was like just instinct. And then it touches the post and just I'm following in now and it rebounds out. And I end up like scuffing it, like kicking it down into the ground. I didn't give it crap by the way. And I just, <laughs> once I hit the back of the net, I was gone. That was it. And, you know, we, you go, we go from one nil down against the Premier League side and beat them two one. And you're like, it was just a strange, different belief in the side. And we're like, feel like we just beat anybody mm. although we couldn't in the league <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> like bring bring all these Premier League sides we beat them but yeah any any kind of league one sides and I don't know if it was just a case of like you, you look at um, whether it was a mindset you just knew if you didn't turn up against West Ham all 11 years there was no you couldn't have up any passengers 
you couldn't afford to to not make that run to not you know track back because you would got punished really yeah. punished and i don't know if we just lost that little mindset then when we came up against i don't know like a Leighton orient or a, a yeovil or a do you know what i mean and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be any different it shouldn't be any different but just wasn't clicking during the league and mm-hmm. um, but you know come these and then the Charlton game was just you know I, i'm supposed to be standing on the keeper there for some reason i'd i just make that little dart across the, the front man i don't know i just had a feeling Hursty was he just was gonna have a crap corner so it's and it kind of looks like we've worked on that and we haven't you know it wasn't a training ground where he hits the near post and i run and flick it i just had a feeling he just wasn't going to get it and i just make that run and you know I, the ball's on the edge of my on, on on the outside of my boot and you know the ball does the work really in the end all i just do is guide it and, and it just yeah. goes right into the roof of the net it happens so quick and you're like oh my goodness well you know this is charlton you know and you know we yeah, we, yeah. we go through all I, I didn't i think i get to about some sometime during extra time and the chief comes on and he scores within five minutes to make a tree all and then it goes penalties, and yeah, unfortunately, we then um, we lose some penalties, and you know, as you know, we were really, really proud of what we'd achieved. But at the same time, we were like, we could have beat Charlton tonight. Like there was, there was no reason why why we couldn't have. And I don't even want to talk about the following week as well, because uh, <laughs> I think that was FA Cup weekend as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Basingstoke. <laughs> oh, I remember Basingstoke well. Oh my! I remember, was, yeah. And I remember, I can't remember who it was saying that they made you kind of run through the town centre or something. Was it? Was that basically Sunday morning? Yeah, Sunday morning. We make sure you waved all the fans as you run past them and stuff with like that. No, I just, I just remember the game on the day. I think we made a couple of changes. Uh, that's not being disrespectful to like done it. other lads, but sometimes you make a couple of changes. We should still be beating Basingstoke, um, regardless. I think it was one incident where. I go 1v1 with the keeper and I touch it round him and he clips me. And I tried to stay on my feet, but the ball runs out of play. I just felt like I got there mm. because I'm stumbling. The ball then runs out of play. If I go down, we get 100, 100% we get a penalty. And I remember their centre-half coming up to me and saying, like, just thanking me and saying, like, you're very honest there kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I fucking wish I wasn't there. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> bloody hell. Uh, that that would have made it one all. And I think we would have won the game after that. It was just, but we just couldn't get that goal. And yeah, I just, I just think about that. Sometimes I think, why didn't you just dive in? It wasn't even a dive, you know, it was, it was a genuine, it was a genuine yeah, fall. Yeah. But I thought maybe the goal, I could have got the goal. And next of all, the ball's running out of play, but... Yeah, the next day we um we were in and get changed. We're going for a run around Chesterfield, and yeah, wasn't there. We we kind of had a little bit of a giggle about it at the same time. So you mentioned that you you'd played with um you'd played with Jack. Yeah. So where was that? Was that Gateshead? Oh, it was Gateshead. Yeah. So Gateshead, I I can't even remember where he came from at the time. Um, because he was meant to have retired, wasn't he? He did. He 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 retired. He didn't. He was. I think he was in doing a bit of coaching. I don't know if it was at Notts County at the time or if it was Forest. I know he's at Forest. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not at Forest anymore. Um, but he was doing a bit of coaching, and he was good mates with um Darren Kasky and and um Millsy at the time. And you know they 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 came in and I think they got him in it was around probably Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, he was, you know, Jack. He was, he was a lot older and stuff like that. So they had to pick and choose what games he came in. Um, I had actually had a bit of a, a bad injury 
from Boxing Day onwards, uh, where I had uh, double hernia, but I was still playing on it, and I was, you know, I was it was I wasn't training all week, and then I was playing on a Saturday, and I was trying to manage the injury to the point then I ended up having to see the specialist, and they were saying you need an operation, mm. so we tried to delay it and delay it, and next of all, it's like back end of February going into March and. And then having this operation, but you know, Jack was kind of brought in to kind of relieve me of that and to to, to go and concentrate on 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 this injury and, and get it sorted. And you know, he came in and scored a couple. Of, I think he scores in the playoff final, actually. Yeah, um, I think he did. Yeah, I think we uh, we we end up getting to the playoff final that year um, against Cambridge, and we lose two one on the day. And you know, Jack comes on, and I don't know if he don't think he comes on for me. Um, but again, it's 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 kind of what I ended up packing in with. Um, I ended up having the, the the double hernia surgery and rushing back too quickly, and mm. just, I ended up making the, the the last. I made the last two games of the season, scoring both and scoring the semi final against uh, Grimsby away. Played the next one, but in these games, I'm coming off after like sixty minutes because I'm in agony I'm in, and I'm in pain again. Mm. And it's part of me knows, yeah, you've you've come back too quick, but you know we're now at Wembley and. You know, it was my my dream to play at Wembley as a, as a young kid, and you know, when we go back to the very start of this, um, you know, conversation, we talk about who was your idols and stuff like that, and you know, I always look back and you know, I, I see Mike Lowen scoring two goals against Arsenal, you know what I mean, Wembley, and I just think, yeah, I I wanted to be there, and mm. I don't think it's many Irish kids' dreams to play at Wembley, but yeah, that was that was me, and it ends up being my last ever pro game, so. Mm. You know, my, my last ever professional game was at Wembley, so I can, you know, can live in. And I was the only, I think that they, they said I was the only mad player from Dundalk to ever play at Wembley. And and you're obviously doing a bit, you're doing coaching now. So you've got your uh, your A license? Yeah, it, no, I'm, you wait for A license now. I, I, I recently recently passed it. It was, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it was probably last year um, when I did it. And, you know, I went back into playing. I'm 39 years old and, you know, I've got I've got two two young kids and all the kid daughter who's at uni and I'm training two nights a week. I'm doing UEFA, you know, like and I'm coaching through the day as, as as my job and it just became too much, which was which was one of the reasons then why I ended up like like packing in and and you know I was just kind of concentrate on on this coaching side of it now. But yeah, I, I currently work in a secondary school. We um we um we we're part of like the school curriculum. So we give the kids ten hours of football coaching a week. Um, I'm the lead coach of, of of a school called Saint Saint Bede's. It's it's in Peterlee in the northeast, and I absolutely love it. You know, I've, there's two hundred and over two hundred kids in in the actual football academy, and they range from year seven all the way to year eleven. And you know, it's just we've got two well, we've got two girls full time academy as well, and you know, they're in year ten, year eleven. So you're talking in the fourteens and fifteens, and you know, they, they they're all amazing kids, and you know that. You know, there's a lot of commitment, you know, because we, we, we sometimes train eight to nine and, you know, or, or three to five, you know, as, as well as through the, the school day. So mm. talking a, a lot of kids get up at six in the morning to to get buses into to school and, and, and train in the morning and big commitment and big commitment for the parents. And, and a lot of them like me have of, of, of dreams and aspirations of, of one day going on and, 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 and you know, being a professional footballer. And that's that's the girls and the lads, you know what I mean? It's not... Mm. And we've got a few kids in the academies and, you know, you're hopeful that, you know, 
they can they can go far in the game. They can go far in the game, but just enjoying that at the minute. And yeah, so it's whatever the next venture is. I'm 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 quite happy doing what I'm doing now. And you know, I've I've got a lot of kids in there that I really care about, and I want to see them get through school and and then see what happens next. Not going to deny nothing replaces playing, but it's it, it's the next best thing. It is. It's the next best thing. Um, it's been a big part of my life since I was since I was a kid. So it's, I want to I want to remain it and, and and stay in it in whatever capacity, kind of I can and you know and pass on kind of the knowledge and the experience that that I've had and you know try and steer kids the right way. Yeah. I made plenty of mistakes, so I want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just try and you know get these kids to learn from from kind of my mistakes and you know try and point them in the right direction. Mm. But yeah, if, if they get touched by the keeper, go down. <laughs> yeah, even if he looks at you the wrong way, just go down. Yeah, it was we, this we, game we... against Basingstoke in two thousand and six. Oh, it's not that story again. <laughs> Centre half Downs is a natural target. O'Hare in the mix as well. Hurst playing it in low. Got a flick and it's in. Lock it across to celebrate with Hurst. And Chesterfield have a lead inside the far. 